Whether you're in North or South Carolina or anywhere else in the world, Ear in the Cat Cave with Michael Davis, Ryan Frick, and Shane Smith to listen to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast, a part of the Keep Pound Podcast Network powered by the Fans First Sports Network. Yes, we do have a new logo. We have new social media accounts, so please go follow those. We now have a Facebook. We now have an Instagram. We now have a Twitter or X. And we also have your favorite co-hosts of the Carolina Panthers podcast here in the Cat Cave with you this week. Uh, excited to be on the show with you guys. First things first, let's welcome in Mr. Ryan Frick. Ryan, how are you doing? Oh, you know I'm great, man. I uh, I don't know. I, I had a good weekend. I'm, I'm having a, a good week so far. I'm excited to watch what comes this weekend. So ready to go, man. I hope y'all are doing good, just as good as I am. I'm I'm doing okay. Probably not as great as Ryan right now, but or Shannon also have for that matter. Come on now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Um, we're welcoming also in Shannon Smith. Shannon, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing about as better as Ryan, considering the fact that my squad was here last year, and hopefully we won't get hurt or we won't pull a injury-prone game and get to that Super Bowl. So we'll see. Well, it's going to be either the Detroit Lions or the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. We might do a little special Super Bowl segment here in a couple weeks um, where the loser of those will have to suffer the same punishment that I have the last few weeks coming on the show. But I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to today's show because you are watching this or listening on the Fans First Sports Network in audio form, the Cat Cave, a Carolina Panthers podcast, and news broke Monday night that Dan Morgan has been hired as the Panthers general manager. They finally made that decision. Uh, David Tepper hired the same people that helped the Golden State Warriors in their search for staff. Uh, so Dan Morgan's officially the new Panthers GM as of this moment. In recording time, we do not know who the Panthers head coach may be. It might change when you're actually listening to this on demand, but we're going to start out with, uh, you know what, Ryan's been a jerk backstage. We're going to start with Shannon on his thoughts on Dan Morgan being hired as the new Panthers general manager. You know what? I actually like the acquisition. I, I really do. I think that it's good when former players from that franchise actually get a chance to hold front office spots, you know, former players that actually are football people, which is another thing because, you know, what I've always believed in and my 49ers did this, and this is what got them out of the hump is they actually put a football guy in the GM spot and let that football guy make football decisions how to build a team, what to build their team around, the identity of a team. I think that Dan Morgan would really do a good job at this, I believe. Um, he was a Carolina Panther player, 
and he was a part of the, the franchise for a long time. So I think that it's good to have a guy that actually knows the game of football to actually make this decision. I just pray that David Tepper decides to let that man do football things and he just spend the money and do what the man says to do about building the team. That'll be the focal point to me. I think that putting a former player there that knows the game is good, but I just hope that David Tepper decides to get out of his own way and decide to make it good for his team. You know what I'm saying? And I know exactly what you're saying, especially with owners wanting to step in and use that general manager role because they own the team and they can do whatever they want. Uh, kind of micromanaging the staff underneath them. Uh, Ryan, it's your turn to you know say what uh, Dan Morgan. You're out of timeout now, so you're welcome. Uh, listen, <laughs> there's so much I could say. First and foremost. I was. I remember when Dan Morgan came into the Carolina Panthers. I'm surprised to know that he only played in seven years because of uh, injuries. He he had a partially torn Achilles in 2007, signed by the Saints in 08, and retired. But he spent every single year that he played in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers. 390 tackles, I believe, seven sacks, five interceptions in his career as a linebacker for the Panthers. So great player for the for the franchise, needing needing somebody at the time to be that franchise guy for the Carolina Panthers. And he, he carried that torch way before Luke Keekley was around. So fan favorite was Dan Morgan as a Carolina Panther linebacker. I don't know if we're going to get what San Francisco got with John Lynch in Carolina. I think that's partially what David Tepper might be looking at as far as, well, John Lynch was a former, a, one, an all-time great safety. He knows what he's doing. And, and this is completely ignorant of what, John Lynch did before he got that job out in San Francisco, but Dan Morgan was hired by the Bills in 2018 as the uh, was it the director of player personnel. So he's got a little bit of a little bit of of experience behind the scenes. I hate to say this, I think the only reason that Dan Morgan got hired by the Carolina Panthers as the general manager was because the COO of the Detroit Lions withdrew him, him his own candidacy for the job. I think Dan Morgan, uh, again, I'm nothing bad to say about the guy. I hope he comes in. I hope he has the success that we all want to see with the Carolina Panthers. But I think the reason Dan Morgan got the job is because nobody else wanted it. I think David Tepper wants, as much as David Tepper wants to get away from the Jerry Richardson days, you're going back and taking a Jerry Richardson draft pick and you're putting him at the top of the totem pole when it comes to player personnel decisions. So, you know, how can you talk in one but he's I, going away I, from them, and look what he's doing. Him is doing them not a daggum thing. <laughs> no, I, listen, I'm not disagreeing with you whatsoever. I, I think, I, I don't think it's it's a bad move, right? I don't think, outside of hiring like, well, I can't even say outside of hiring Dan Snyder as the general manager, I don't think you could have made a bad hire uh, for this position. But I, I think that no. primarily the reason no. why. I think the primary reason why Dan Morgan was hired because nobody, nobody else with any experience with, with more experience wanted the job. So I listen, I'm, I'm wishing Dan Morgan the best. I want Dan Morgan to succeed as, as a lifelong Carolina Panther, never played for another team in the NFL. I want Dan Morgan to come be the John Lynch for the Carolina Panthers. I want him to build a championship franchise that has talked about winning division after division in the NFC South 
playing for NFC Championship games year in and year out, being a consistent playoff contender for the Carolina Panthers. So, you know, I again, no ill wishes for Dan Morgan, but I, I think there's a reason why he got hired, and 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 I'm hoping that he turns out to be the the guy that that can make the decisions without being micromanaged, a la David Tepper, a la Jerry Jones, uh, that that he can build something that that Carolina Panthers fans can be proud of. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing with the Dan Morgan hire is he's been the assistant GM for three years, three, mm -hmm. four years. He was hired back in 21. So what, mm -hmm. what this tells me is that the Panthers did not want to bring in somebody who disapproved of Bryce Young as their future quarterback. So I'm not entirely sure, and I can't speak for Dan Morgan in terms of what he's thinking, but I don't think David Tepper wanted to bring in somebody who wanted, hey, let's tank next year, let's not trade our first-round pick, and let's get a quarterback. I believe that Tepper wants to keep Bryce Young as the quarterback, and Dan Morgan's the yes man to let it happen. And also note, you said he uh, never played for another team. It almost happened. He actually signed a contract with the Saints. Yeah, but no, I'm well aware. He never uh, got to the regular season. But uh, Dan Morgan, officially the Panthers general manager. Uh, you see our social media channels scrolling on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube feed right now. Uh, go follow us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at the Cat Cave underscore FFSN. That's for Fans First Sports Network, if you uh, were like Ryan and he had two and two put together. We we realized last week on the show that why are you coming for me today, Mike? Why are hey, you coming hey, for me today? I, I'm I'm not coming for you. Okay. No, it's, you it's were 100 percent coming for me. Listen, they don't call He's me bully Ryan on top out the touchdowns for nothing. You coming for me? It, no, it was I, totally a fair hey, ball. It was a fair violence. ball. He wants to get hurt no, today. You out of pocket, Mike. You out of pocket today. <laughs> and and I'm it was with for it. It was within the hash marks. Okay. All right, calm down. It calm was down. wide right, like the hey, Buffalo oh, Bills no uh, field goal in the fourth quarter. That's what it was. It was wide right. Ouch. We'll, we'll, we'll go forward. Ouch. We'll go forward. And, we'll, we'll, uh, and and if I need to pull out Bully <laughs> Rye, I'll pull out Bully Rye. I don't mind. I don't uh, mind. Not at all. That's you, a, you saw what happened last week. Oh, man. And, and Ryan is referencing uh, last week's uh, coaching evaluation that we did on the last episode, uh, things got heated towards the end. Uh, some things were said. No apologies were extended off air, um, even after a week. So I'm a, I'm not a little salty, but I just wish I was respected on a show that I co-host with these guys. Um, I mean, so listen, let bring a winning team to the table. You get some respect. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep the train Ooh. a rolling. <laughs> guys, guys, this is a Panthers podcast. Calm down. Um, we did our coaching evaluation last oh, week. Uh, now it's time for the Panthers offensive evaluation. Okay. Bully Rye is going to be a lot nicer this time around. Um, when we're talking about what this Panthers team has to offer, um, hearing a uh, little briefly because we had the breaking news uh, of the new general manager hire, uh, we're going to try to run through this as quick as we can, but there's a lot to dissect, uh, particularly a guy, Bryce Young. What would you uh, say about Bryce Young's rookie year overall? And I know the sting is there from seeing C.J. Stroud not only in the postseason, 
actually lead the Texans to a playoff win. Uh, did not happen this past weekend against Baltimore, but he made it way further than Bryce Young. I've seen a lot of people say that uh, C.J. Stroud would have gotten the Panthers to the playoffs. Whether that's mean to be true or not, uh, that that will be like never determined. Uh, Ryan, when you start evaluating this uh, quarterback and how he did in his rookie year, what do you make of Bryce Young? I mean, listen, first first and foremost, we've talked about this on the show and on other shows. You could have C.J. Stroud. You could have Peyton Manning. You could have Tom Brady. You could have Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick. I don't care who you put behind this offensive line. They weren't going to have the season that C.J. Stroud had in Carolina. They weren't going to have that season. They were, they were going to look more like Bryce Young in this offense than C.J. Stroud did in Houston, okay? The, the, the problem, first and foremost, starts with the offensive line. Bryce Young was running for his life the whole year. Uh, I wouldn't say he averaged four sacks a game, but I know for a big stretch in the middle of the season, he was getting sacked literally four times a game. Um, Bryce Young, it's too early to tell whether or not he was the right or wrong pick here in Carolina, but it's hard to say after one year, considering that his head is his head coach and, and the essentially the, the offensive coaching staff were all gone, including his quarterbacks coach, uh, come week 10, week 11, whatever it was, and they fired Mike uh, Frank Wright. It, you, you can't really base this season on, on the growth of Bryce Young. Now, there were, there were plenty of experts that said that he was more statuesque in the pocket, that he didn't move his feet all that well, that his feet work wasn't great. And so a lot of the sacks that he took was because of his, the fact that his feet work, uh, his footwork wasn't, uh, wasn't all that great in that offensive line. And you did see some games where you felt like he put it together, like the game, uh, I believe, week 17, where he was able to put a, put together 35 points on offense, but they still lose the game. Um, he, you know, it felt like he, he finally got it that game. And even week 18, when they had a chance to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who only won nine to nothing, uh, you know, he seemed to kind of put it together if it wasn't for for other other, you know, mistakes. DJ Chark's fumble in the back of the end zone, a penalty that called back another score, or another big play on offense. So I don't it's too early to tell uh, right now. It looks like he wasn't the greatest, greatest pick. It doesn't look like he was the right pick at number one overall. But like people couldn't really, you know, put all the eggs in the basket for Trevor Lawrence in his first year in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. You can't judge. Bryce Young's future off of this year with the Carolina Panthers. You have to see what he's able to put together next year. Uh, and, and then you can, you can decide whether or not, well, this guy wasn't the right guy. This guy's a bust, whatever the case is, you can, you can make a, a better argument for what he is or what he isn't come the end of next season. Ryan makes a good point because I know it's talking heads, people on radio shows or podcasts, like they love the hot take. They love to say, Oh, this guy's a bust or, Hey, they also love to predict whether a guy is a bust or not. Uh, Ryan was on the show last spring saying, you know, Angel Gerald Manager would regret taking Anthony Richardson in the draft. That remains to be seen, okay? Everybody knows how great quarterbacks are their rookie year, and then they have the sophomore slump, and they're never the same again. Robert Griffin III, a good example. And then there's quarterbacks like Peyton Manning. There's quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence who struggle their first year after being the number one overall pick and then end up resurrecting their careers and, in Peyton's case, having a Hall of Fame career and one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever step on the field. Uh, with that said, Shannon, your uh, 49ers are talked a lot about you know, taking a quarterback last pick overall. 
and Brock Purdy's done really good. Um, what do you ex- what do you make of Bryce's rookie year? And do you have faith in him moving forward with this twenty four Panther squad? It's going to be uphill, considering the fact that Bryce Young last year, like this current year, 2,877 yards passing, 11 touchdowns, 10 picks. Now, thankfully, he threw more touchdowns than he did interceptions, but it was only by one. And he had a 73.3 QBR, which isn't really cutting mustard right there. Um, He accounted for 16 Total turnovers. That's eleven. That's uh, ten picks and six fumbles that were lost. So that doesn't help the case a lot. His longest pass was forty-eight yards this year. Not good at all. And Ryan, to add on, when you talked about he was sacked maybe four times a game, he was sacked sixty-two times this year, second most of any quarterback this year. Three behind Sam Howell, who plays for the Washington Commanders. So looking at it like this, okay, the taking account of this, the Ravens defense had two less sacks as a defense. And Bryce Young got sacked all year. So that ought to tell you something. When the number one team in sacks has two less sacks than one quarterback alone, not good at all. But Making of it like this, can we say that it was all the offensive line? Not all of it, but a good bit of it. If we had a pie chart, I would say that that offensive line was probably the reason why this happened. But we can also take account to Bryce had to run for his life, what Ryan said. He ran for his life a lot. We talked about that for weeks on this very show. And also another reason why as well, too, Bryce did hold on to the ball a good bit. And there were rookie mistakes that were made. I point out in the very first game with Atlanta, he had the jitters in the very first game, then leading on into games against the Colts, winnable games that should have been won also too. The last couple games that they played, they put up goose eggs as well too, but he had the glimmer with Green Bay. And Green Bay, of course, I got to say, you know, since my guys played Green Bay and almost took the L to them, they were very, very – strong on offense they had a lack of weapons this year but some of those guys started showing up in that green bay game dj chark had a great game against green bay you know these guys were flashing the pan the only consistent guy in the passing game was adam thielen and he was a thousand yard receiver which a lot of people were probably very surprised by that he had a thousand and fourteen yards this year in his first year with carolina so he was a good I would have to say he was maybe half of Bryce's passing yards there. So, you you know, you had a lack of weapons. You had guys, DJ Chark would maybe show up, you know, uh, Hayden Hurst would probably show up, you know. A lot of those guys really weren't consistent. And, you know, the consistency was a lack thereof. And one thing also, too, inconsistency in the play calling, which was a big thing. One week they want to run the football. One week they want to pass the football. You know, Chuba Hubbard back there is really putting up numbers in the, in the game. But yet you're trying to force the ball. You're trying to pass the ball. You want to be flashy with the offense. And you don't have the offense for that. So the lack of identity, I think, was a big thing there that really hurt Bryce. Considering the fact he's probably going to have a new coaching staff this year after the old coaching staff is pretty much gone from this year. And, you know, there's going to be more moves being made. So like Ron said, you know, 
it's really hard to make an assessment because of all the things that went on, the coaching staff, your lack of weapons, your offensive line not being good. So it would be unfair to say that it was all Bryce's fault, but it would also be unfair to say that he didn't have a lot to do with his own destiny. By the way, that number that you mentioned, the, the number of sacks, that averages to a little little under three and a half sacks a game. So which yeah, which no quarterback right. can I mean, thrive. Uh, Sam House still threw Sam Howe got beat up this year, though. He threw 3,946 yards, 21 touchdowns, 21 picks, and a 78.9 QBR. So his offense would, would sputter. Like, you know, they only won four games this year, and they played in a gauntlet of a, of a conference, the NFC East. You know, you had two guys that were at one point in time wanting to be um, one seats in uh, the NFC. Uh, that didn't happen in the NFC South. You know, that did not happen at all. You didn't know who was going to win the NFC South until the tail end of the season. So we kind of had yeah. an idea who was going to win the NFC East. It was either between Dallas or it was between them. Yes. So it was it was hard to see. You know, they had the competition. You know, there was a lot of competition at NFC East. But in the NFC South, you didn't know who was going to win it. So, you know, it was a, a winnable conference by any one of these four teams in the beginning, you started seeing, okay, maybe it's New Orleans, maybe it's Atlanta, maybe it's Tampa Bay. It was pretty much everybody but Carolina, more or less. And honestly, like, we we had high hopes and high expectations coming into last year. Um, there, there was so much buzz and speculation around the Queen City about a rookie quarterback and – his flashy weapons on the outside. They just signed Miles Sanders to a deal. And in my opinion, and you guys can let me know if you disagree on this, um, I think the offensive line mm -hmm. let the Carolina Panthers down. You can blame the coaching staff. They're all gone. You can blame Bryce Young. He's only a rookie. You can blame the defense. Defense was actually top five in a lot of categories. But what it comes down to is a game is won or lost in the trenches. And if you can't get anything moving offensively, yeah, that's <laughs> the offensive line. That that's that's the offensive line's fault. Uh that that that's why we got the product that we got out on the field. Uh, but we do have uh we have some flashy names to evaluate uh when it comes to the Carolina Panthers offense. Um do we know. Do we have flashy okay. names to talk about, though? <laughs> we, 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 have, we have a few. Uh, people people in fantasy football are either happy or very upset with some of these names. One of these names being Am Thielen. Am Thielen actually did pretty good for some fantasy It was about there. one week. No. Adam, Adam, Adam Thielen did. Adam Thielen was great okay. about a couple no. of weeks. So Adam, Adam Thielen was great part. in the middle of the season, but when people got to the playoffs, you couldn't rely on Adam Thielen. You had to bench him. So if you were relying yes. on Adam Thielen to get you through the playoffs, sorry, it didn't work out for you. I know well, you, I also I know you lost didn't win my the fantasy football leagues. So it's, it's okay. You should know. Yeah, but, there you go. But also another name that people are probably uh, <laughs> sad about. Stop, stop, stop. Uh, pe people are probably upset about Miles Sanders. <laughs> not showing up like he did after that big exception. Yes. And and then you have guys like Ryan yeah, said Chuba was going lunch, to be. Man. Chuba ate his lunch, man. 
ate his lunch. He's not wrong. Cuba ate his lunch, man. That man was that man was doing it. I mean, he did. I mean, why would you not give that man the ball with the way that he was running the whole time, man? That that man was killing it out there. I mean, I I know you want to move on to yes. somebody else, Mike, but I Chuba think when it lunch. comes to, when it when it comes to Miles Sanders, I think the first thing that Dan Morgan needs to do is trade away Miles Sanders. I think I said it. I've said it can plenty you? of times throughout the season. Of course you but can. He's got to get something get, out of him. Not he's with got the contract. You, you, you absorb some of the money in the contract. You get some draft compensation. You get rid of Miles Sanders. I've been saying this since, since preseason. Miles Sanders is probably very talented. No, not probably. Miles Sanders is a very talented quarterback, but he doesn't fit what the Carolina Panthers want to do. You talked about the offensive line not being great all season long. Well, Chuba Hubbard was yes. able to run in some games that Miles Sanders was never able to do. So the first thing Dan Morgan needs to do as GM not is to all, find man. a way, find a trade partner for Miles Sanders. I don't care what you get for him. I don't care if you absorb half of his money that you owe him and you get a third round for him. He's got to go. You got to go and draft a running back in the second and third round. But yeah, that's what you got to do. Well, then they wasted that it money depends on, who on they the get free agent now. On the other hand, because they, the dude, coach they, they're paying, they love him. They're paying seventy million dollars to two different it. coaches. Well, well Mike, they're, they're paying seventy million dollars to two coaches not to coach for the Carolina Panthers next season. I don't want to hear about them wasting money. David Tepper has wasted plenty of money. He is hemorrhaging money at this point. It doesn't matter if it if it gets you in the in the right direction <laughs> to take the next step for the Carolina Panthers to at some point be a championship contender. You got to do what you got to do. Trade away Miles Sanders if that means absorbing uh, 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 absorbing some of the money that you own. You got to do what you got to do. Get something back for him and let's let's start over. Give give Chuba Hubbard an extension. Draft a running back in the draft, third, fourth, fifth round, whatever the case is. There's plenty of running backs that are. I mean, Philip Lindsay was a, was a phenomenal running back, specifically fantasy speaking wise. But he was an undrafted free agent signed by Denver, who had a really good career for three or four years. I mean, if we learn nothing in the last off season mm-hmm. to now, is that running backs are a dime a dozen. Trade away Miles Sanders, absorb some of the money draft a running back or two to, to go along with Chuba Hubbard and see what happens. Roll the dice because what, you, what they've done right now with Miles Sanders isn't working. It so work, you better not let, let Saquon Barkley, you better not let Saquon Barkley hear you say that. You better not let, he, let Saquon Barkley hear you say that. You better not let He won't be a giant next year. Yeah, Maybe he'll be available. For that. Maybe he'll be <laughs> available <laughs> to sign and trade. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time, time, time. He's going to want 14. He's going to want 14. Whoa, 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 Ryan. <laughs> You're, Saquon you're and Miles Sanders are drastically different running backs. If you no, want to tell no. me that Miles Sanders is on the same talent level as, as Saquon, they go Barkley, fourteen five. I want to say with you. No, you would. He was the okay. whole team. Right, Ryan. Ryan he was just the whole said, team, man. That man was the whole team. They had three different quarterbacks come in. <laughs> right, Ryan just said that running backs are a dime they a dozen. Know. They had three different quarterbacks come you, in. You, you. you but you can get a run, the different way the running back in the draft up, or anything. Are. Now you want to go spend money on but the Saquon way the league to come to wants the team? us to think. But the way the league wants us to think, yes, the way the league is, it's a passing league. We all know this. So if your running back cannot get passing, cannot get passing yards out of the backfield, looking to Christian McCaffrey, then they don't want the guy. So that's what it is. Miles Sanders put up no stats hardly this year. He was inconsistent, and it wasn't his fault all the way. It was the way that this offense was. They were inconsistent with the play calling, and the line was not so great. So we can't sit here and shoulder the blame, but Miles Sanders is a professional. Come on, man. 
Mike, I know we, I know where you're going with this, Mike. At the very least, you can jack up the value of, 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 of Saquon Barkley to make another team pay him more to go sign with them and, and not get your hands on Saquon Barkley, who was, again, above and beyond a better running back option that than that man since you let go of CMC. Absolutely. I mean, that man's going to want 14-5, though. You got, that much, you got that much money over there, baby? David Tepper, I'm sure does. 14-5. That's what he was holding out for. <laughs> David oh, Tepper spent, David Tepper spent his line. money. Listen, David Tepper has found much worse ways to spend his money. What's the difference in going and signing Saquon Barkley? But well, he didn't true, want to spend man. money I mean, on DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I don't know. Which man. was it's, harsh, man, for real. And there were a lot of people saying that, that Carolina should have got D-Hop, though, for real, man. And, I mean, he is an aging receiver, and I get it. But um, he would have been a downhill threat. He would have been a downhill a, threat, which was something that Carolina did not have consistently this year. He's a better number well, one than, than the I mean, Panthers hey, had. Why not? Well, yeah. and, of course. And Thielen didn't do terrible, okay? DJ Chark had his moments. No. Uh, I don't think. I don't think Jonathan Mingo. But see, that's not his job, though. I don't think Jonathan Mingo showed up as I guys. thought he would. Um, but when it comes Those to D-Hop, guys, he though. did help. D-Hop helped Tennessee to the playoffs. Or they didn't make the playoffs. Eh, they eh. did make the playoffs. Well, okay, I mean, argument, argument's done. He helped lead his team to the playoffs. They were the worst. They fired their coach. Mike, they were the worst team in the division after winning the division two years ago. <laughs> D Hop could have oh, man. Derrick, the Titans Derrick Henry win the division. I, I know we're, Carolina win the division. I know I know we're up against it, and I know you wanted to get into the other weapons, whether it was I know you started you started to mention Hayden Hurst. And I want to say Hayden Hurst had his moments too. But Hayden Hayden Hurst, I don't know if he was the answer. Yeah. I don't know if it was the right on the uh, I, I don't know, don't know if it was the right move to make on this offense with 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 everything with, with all the way the cards you know were dealt the way they were um i i am i'm concerned about his his inability to come back from the concussion that he suffered late in the season uh and believe i mean people don't remember that he's an older he's an older tight end he was a 25 year old college kid 26 year old college kid coming out of south carolina and he's already been in the league six or seven years so he's already older in and of itself. So like, if we want to, you know, maybe, maybe we extend this into the next episode too, but you know, there were, there were no, yeah, you can argue that Adam Thielen was a guy in this offense that was able to produce. And for a while he was, but if you shut Adam Thielen down, nobody else got, got, got open on this offense. DJ Chark had his moments. Jonathan Mingo had his moments. Hayden Hurst had his moments, but at the end of the day, we wanted to blame the offensive line. A lot of the blame has to come on the fact has to come on to uh, to, to to understand that like the receivers couldn't get open, Adam Thielen was only getting open because he was there hitting short weapons, short short slants and short crossing routes. The longest pass that, that Bryce Young had all season was forty eight yards, uh, and I believe it was late in the season because mm-hmm. nobody could get open. And so part of that yeah. blame goes on the offensive line, but of some weapons. of it has to come on the lack of offensive weapons and that this Carolina Panthers had had mm-hmm. the season. Exactly. I mean, you can only do so much. I mean, good offensive football, like John Madden said, always starts with the offensive line. But if your offensive line doesn't give you time to throw the ball, you can't see down the field. And if you guys can't get open, then who are you throwing it to? The other team? Shane literally gave credit to anyone other than me who said 
just a few moments ago that the game is won or lost in the trenches and the offensive line is the reason that the Carolina Panthers didn't have much I mean, success on the offense. It's a game side. of inches. Oh, we all know football is a game of inches, of course. That goes without being said. So yeah, it is a game of a game of uh, inches and trench fights are what do it because I mean if your line can't block, what are you gonna do on offense? And the answer to that is not much, but the defense did have a better season than the Carolina Panthers offensively uh, this past season. We're going to get into that next week. Uh, but for now, exit the Cat Cave. Listen to more content by myself, Ryan Frick, Shane Smith on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel. More Carolina-centric podcasts on the Keep Pound Podcast Network. Powered by the Fans First Sports Network. Go follow us on our new social media handles. Scrolling on the bottom. And we will see you next week here in the Cat Cave.